thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. Uh, we are obviously in a different uh different time right now in terms of how we are operating as a business, as we're functioning as a country, and all of a sudden, what is really priority in our lives. And uh, today's conversation is really going to be focusing on the priority around your practice. Um, That's what this podcast has always been about, is making sure that you have uh, the information and skills and knowledge to help your practice be what you want it to be. And in today's conversation, it's no different, except we're gonna really focus on really this epidemic, this disaster type planning and uh, help, you know, really have you think about what kind of planning work you should do. Yeah, so it's uh, it's really important and critical to, you know, A, have a plan, um, and then B, make sure that your plan addresses a bunch of different aspects. So, uh, whether that's a, a flood or a fire, a break-in, uh, if you're unable to gain access to your own building for some reason, if there's uh, some sort of uh, uh, contagious disease like the pandemic that we're going through right now, if there's a, a war or a, a natural disaster, what, whatever it is that that's causing business to be interrupted, uh, we all we need to have like contingency plans for each separate one of these things. We're not going to spend too much time going through that today. What we're going to go through today is trying to create an outline for a, a generic plan and what are the steps that you need to take and, and how do you go about you know, developing a plan? So like anything, there's, there's typically steps in, in planning and we're going to discuss those three steps as Alex just mentioned. Real quick, high level what those steps are. We're going to give you some details of those. But the three steps are, well, obviously step one is have a plan. <laughs> and we're going to discuss what what goes into that, but you got to have a plan, otherwise it doesn't work. Step two is the implementation of the plan, right? So you can have a plan, but how the how are you going to implement it? And then step three is who's in charge? Who's in charge to make sure the plan is working the way it's supposed to, and the follow through of that. So those are the three steps. I'm sure that's not shocking to many of you listening in terms of the three steps. Now let's actually talk about what we mean by each one of those steps. So jumping in right into step one here, Alex, have that plan. Yeah, I mean, the first thing we needed to do is make sure that we've got uh, an an idea and a concept of, okay, how are we going to be communicating? Uh, We don't know exactly what's going to be disrupted, uh, what isn't, but we need to make sure that we've got uh, a way of identifying Okay, what what medium are we going to use to to be our primary communication? Is it email? Is it text? Is it phone? Um, you know, what what is like? Is there some sort of proprietary system that we're using? Like, what is it that we're using to communicate? And then also figuring out how are we communicating? What is the, for lack of a better term, the the phone tree? Is that uh, are, are, is your company small enough that the boss calls everyone? Or is it a situation where, like, you know, one person calls, you know, maybe three different people, and then each one of those three people is in charge of reaching out to three more people um, and, and trying to figure out, okay, where is, 
how like what could possibly break down in those types of communication trees and things of that nature so getting some sort of semblance of okay how are we going to communicate and what's the methodology behind like who's going to communicate with whom and what happens in the event that one of the you know one of those key people is taken out yeah the the key thing here right is a we got to make sure we're taking care of our patients and some of the communication actually probably should go to the patients right so that's another step in this take care of the patients we have to take care of the practice we got to take care of ourselves which is generally taking care of the practice and we got to take care of the employees and you as the owner of the practice are going to be have that leadership role and oftentimes it's it's not necessarily um having a plan that is the savior it's more of just the transparency and the communication of hey we're going to get through this. I'm going to get us through this so the exact way. No. However, we're a team. I'm going to lead the team and we're going to make sure that we take care of the patients, ourselves and employees so that when this disaster is over, we get to come back and we get to continue as we want it to continue. And you as you know, I know I'm probably focusing on this leadership piece uh, a lot, uh, but in the end, it does fall on you. And it doesn't have to be like all of, all things resting on your shoulders. It's more of just being transparent. So if you think about in the terms of today and what's going on with a lot of practices right now, you know, if you've got another, some naturopath uh, employees, or if you have um, some assistants or front desk personnel, right? Having a conversation with them rather than like ignoring it because I guarantee you, your employees are thinking about this and they might be really nervous to come communicate with you because they don't want, uh, maybe in their mind, ramifications of trying to communicate with you. Right. But if you can have an open, transparent conversation with your employees, it gets everyone involved. Who knows? Maybe your employee has a really brilliant idea that can help keep this and be as smooth as possible. And so, good, Alex. Well, and almost certainly whatever they're thinking is worse than what reality is so the more that you can the more that you can communicate the more you can open up lines of communication um and and just make sure that that you're being transparent and taking on that leadership role the easier everything is going to be to deal with absolutely and so taking on that leadership role uh, you know i was talking about not everything falling on your shoulders so who's responsible for what and so if you've got a plan and you're communicating with this and you have an open forum with your employees and maybe open forum may not be 100 percent available but the communication has got to be there and so you got to decide who's responsible for what right so who's responsible for protection of privacy for your patient's information right how do you access it if you're working remotely like where do we are like are we able to work remotely yes no maybe um, what are the what Go ahead. The day-to-day operations, right? Like how how does that change? Do you switch to a virtual model to Alex's point? Is that available? And when Ryan was talking about not everything falling on your shoulders, absolutely. You can go ahead and delegate a bunch of this stuff if you've got an office manager, if you've got another um, senior partner or, or you know somebody that the rest of the office looks up to um, in, in your practice. Um, but absolutely, like, delegate a bunch of this stuff the oftentimes where where we wind up running into trouble is when 
everything rests on one person's shoulders and now that one person's taken out they're indisposed for whatever reason like we can't have the entire plan running through one person unless we've got a one person operation or a two person operation and even then the second person should at a minimum have access to okay where where does this information lie where is the plan so that in the event that you know the leader can't come in like okay we need to have access to where that plan is and and how to how to pick up the pieces for whatever amount of time that that leader is is unavailable yeah you know like most things in any business it all really comes down to communication and how you communicate it right and so the the more clear and transparent you can possibly be and just letting your employees know that hey you've you've actually thought through this and you've got a, you have a plan and while that plan maybe in the back of your mind you're hoping and praying it works right but believe me just sitting down and just saying hey guys i actually have a plan for this like that alone like they might be like oh crap okay that's really cool that might relieve stress for them right away um, absolutely and if nothing else it opens the door to more communication and, and one of the employees might have you know a, a different way of looking at it or a different way of thinking about it yep Obviously, the financial impacts of, of what's going on is can be devastating to any practice, right? So what's the plan in the event that you have to work less hours or you can't go to the office or the litany of different things that could occur? What are the financial ramifications of that? And inside of that, like this is why we talk into liquidity so much, mm -hmm. right? And we're not trying to say like have all everything sitting in cash, but this is why we talk about having a good chunk of money sitting in cash because how much more flexibility does that provide you rather than the if you don't have the liquidity and your cash flow month to month is is just barely coming in the door what do you do then so when you have a month or two months sitting there that allows that plan to come into place to keep the practice as efficient as it possibly can well it in addition to that, Ryan, it allows you to think about your finances a little bit differently. Like it, when we're because you're not stressed, you're not as right. stressed if you have it there, but you could think more clearly. Well, but even going through this type of a planning process helps you think about your finances differently today, because yeah. you start thinking about like, okay, what is my cash flow cycle month to month, quarter to quarter, week to week, day to day, whatever whatever it looks like. Like, okay, if you can imagine, like, what could potentially interrupt cash flow, okay, got it. Now you can think about things from a standpoint of, like, okay, what expenses have to still go forward? Like, payroll, rent, some of the things that just, like, it doesn't matter. That has to get paid what regardless. And then what are the expenses that are more variable? Like, if we cut back hours, does that change that expense in an incremental manner maybe it does maybe it doesn't but it allows you to start thinking about these things a little bit differently it allows you to think about things like okay hey what is my cash burn what, what's the rate at which i go through cash what is the the length of time that my receivables come in so for example if i stop seeing patients today how long am i going to continue to get paid as the accounts receivable come in whether that's claims from the insurance company whether that's getting uh, 
billing for, back from patients, whatever the case may be, depending upon your structure, like, okay, how, how far out do I have my revenue already booked based on the work that I've already done? And, and so those couple things can, can get you thinking a little bit different and, and really help you out with, okay, how much should I have in reserves and what are the, me the mechanisms that I need to create liquidity? Yep. You, you brought up, right, pay cuts. So we're talking about like, obviously our employees are the most important piece in our practice, but they also cost money, mm -hmm. right? So when we talk about employee pay cut or furloughs or God forbid layoffs, how, how do you analyze that? What is the plan? Now, every, every scenario will probably, well, not probably, will be, will be different. For sure. However, how do you, how, what type of planning could you do? Like, for example, in, in today, what's going on right now, if you have NDs that are bringing in revenue, right? And some of them have children, like there's so many different things going on right now, like the children coming into play and whether or not they can come in and work as much. So what are different plans that you can do to help lower the cash flow need in terms of payroll while still caring for your patients and your employees so that when it's all passed, when this is all done, everyone comes back and continues to build what you were building originally. Absolutely. And like you kind of hammered this home and harped on it a little bit earlier, but the more communication you can have here, the better. I mean, your employees will appreciate having the, the honest communication and having as much heads up as, as possible. Because some of the things that we've got going on right now are there's a stimulus package that hopefully is about to be passed. And if that goes through, there's going to be a tremendous amount of ability to for small business owners to receive relief. Uh, in fact, Brian and I are hoping to put together an entire uh, webinar on just that topic alone. Um, but that might provide up to two months of, of relief on, on payroll and, and some of the other aspects um, while we go through this thing. Um, you know, some of the other things that, that are possibly out there are SBA loans. You know, whether you've, whether you like are drawing down on that SBA loan, whether you just have it in your back pocket, um, depending upon how, like whether it's a line of credit or whether it's an actual loan, what you're doing with it, how you're doing it. And, and, depending upon the government's response to however serious the circumstances are. Um, I mean, here in Washington, we've been through a couple of them in a couple of years here. Obviously, uh, this year going through coronavirus is considerably different than what we went through last year with all of the snow and the, the issues that we had there. And like certain areas got affected a lot more than others when it comes to snow, um, whereas COVID or Corona is really impacting the entire world right now. Yeah. And there's, you know, you brought up the SBA loans. We've already talked about furloughing. You've, you brought up like payroll loans that, you know, could be forgiven. Like right now, that's something that they're discussing around. You have to meet certain criteria, but you could get a loan for the payroll for a, an eight week period. And then that could be forgiven if you hit, if you meet certain standards. And so just having, someone to speak to like i guess another piece in the plan that we didn't talk about here alex is who's a financial professional in your life that you can have as a as a professional that to help you walk through this and look at okay should i be taking this loan or how does how do i do this the most efficient way and reality is it's not professional it's professionals 
No, it's I mean, several, several people. Yeah. yeah. You need, uh, you know, somebody from the accounting profession to be able to help walk through some of the tax ramifications. You need somebody in banking to be able to to help walk through some of these loan options. Uh, you need a quarterback, which like, that's one of the roles that you and I feel like we fit, uh, along with just, you know, what are the levers that we can pull? How do, who do we, how do we coordinate all these different aspects, um, you know, in terms of conversations around how much liquidity we have, where we can get access to things, um, some of the various different components that that we talk about, um, and maybe an attorney, um, uh, commercial and home uh, like property and casualty type type professional. There's there are a bunch of folks that you need on your team, um, and at the same time, you need to also make sure that these professionals are coordinated and working together towards a single goal, as opposed to, you know, getting 15 different plans. Yeah, I mean, I I can't. I'm I guess I'm gonna toot our own horn here, Alex. I can't stress enough. Like you need to be able to talk to someone around you uh, around your finances, especially in times like this, because I don't know about you, it's hard to it's hard to think clearly, and you don't know what you don't know. Like Alex and I definitely don't pretend that we know a bunch of uh, medical information. No. Right. Right. Like what's a WebMed or something like that? What's the online thing that people use a lot um, out there, Alex? Like when you type in your symptoms and it spits out what it could possibly oh. be. WebMD. WebMD, where you're self-diagnosing, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I don't know about you, I'm not willing to bet my life on that. 100% right? no. So, right, and, and so you gotta work with someone that you trust, I get that. But you should be talking to someone that is educated and does it, does it for a living, that can provide the most information for you. That way you can make the decision, as long as they're not trying to sell you something, right, that you don't need, right? You work with someone that's holistic, understand your practice and helping you build what you want to build. It's that simple. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll move on. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to go off <laughs> tangent there, but this is why you and I exist in my opinion. So largely. Yeah. Um, it's also something where the, the next step really step two of the plan mm. is implementing it. So, yep. okay. Now that we've spent this time, energy and effort creating this plan, what are the things we need to do to actually put it into practice? Who needs to know about it? Where do we store it? Who gets access to it? How do we put in some of the various different things like the funding, the day-to-day -day operations, uh, like some of the, the various different you know, components of this plan? What all needs to get done? Because they go, okay, great. We create a plan today. Something happens tomorrow, unless the only thing we've done is if the only thing we've done is create the plan, it's it's going to help, but it's certainly not going to be able to be implemented because there's other things that we need to accomplish. Whether that's going and qualifying for a loan, creating a relationship with a banker, creating a relationship with a financial planner, creating a relationship with a CPA, uh, you know, creating this the like the communication list of like who's contacting who, when, way, when, how, and why. Like all of these various different aspects, we need some form of, of implementation. This is where the rubber hits the road, right? And so, you know, we're dealing with this right now with, with several of our clients, Alex, and it, it's about, okay, we have this plan, we've hatched it through with our clients in terms of developing it. Now, when we go to implement it, right, what are the first steps to do, right? So how do, how do we go through that and get that organized? That's yeah. a huge piece. Oh, absolutely is. And that really kind of leads to step three, 
which is who's in charge, who's the accountability. And, and you know, ultimately as the, the practice owner, it, it starts with you and you can still delegate all of those different topics. You know, like, so like you don't have to be in control of everything and have all of that weight on your shoulders. Absolutely find professionals, delegate to, other, to, to staff, things of that nature. Um, and so like you might put uh, one person on your staff in charge of reaching out to, you know, the patients that you're that are on the books for the next week or the next two weeks. Uh, you might put somebody else in charge of reaching out to all of the the other patients who aren't on the books for the next two weeks. Um, you need to make sure that you know, like someone's in charge of like outbound messaging and all of these different things. And a good portion of that can wind up being delegated to others. Doesn't have to all fall on your head. Yep. So th these three steps, they're simple in terms of obviously have a plan, implement it, and the accountability of, of implementing it. Easy enough to understand that aspect. The plan itself and developing that and how it operate and how it is for you and your practice is a huge piece of that. And then how to implement it. I would say those are, I mean, all three are, are really important, but those two, like number three can't happen unless number one and two <laughs> occur first, right? For sure. So uh, I think this was a quicker episode for us, um, but we did want to make sure that we wanted to get this information out there because we, we know that it's important um, for you all. This is stuff that's on your mind. We are here for you all. So please don't hesitate to reach out. You can he um, head to holistic-finance.com and you can reach us that way. If you scroll to the bottom, uh, there's a, a way to email us and feel free to reach out to us with any questions um, that you may have for either personal or uh, your practice. Um, we're here for you guys. And so please don't hesitate to reach out. So other than that, Alex, do we, do we have a question of the day for them? Yeah, a question of the day is, is what's your plan? Do you have a disaster plan or a business continuity plan already in place? And, and if so, when was the last time you updated it? Awesome. So if you don't want to reach out to us in terms of personal or business uh, questions, you can go to and answer that question for us. And that way we can talk about that. So we hope uh, this was valuable for you. And as always, Alex, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 9171. 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities. Member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life